in the beginning of a new day. Consciously laying aside the past and the future, bringing the mind to appreciate this present moment, the state of the body, the state of the mind. How do we feel right now? Getting up in the morning, rousing ourselves, getting organized, getting dressed, waking ourselves up and gathering here to join in the recollection of the qualities of Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, recollecting the the quality of wisdom that we all possess begin our day by aspiring to wisdom, to be awake, setting that intention within our, within our minds. A recollection of the Dhamma, to recognize the way things are, take refuge in the way things are not how we think they should be or could be or we'd like them to be, how they might have been, what they might become, but opening the heart clearly to how things are, here, now. All of us can do this. This is not beyond the scope of anyone. Refuge in Sangha. Integrity of the practice. <coughs> Taking refuge in that which enables us to harmonize with all, all other beings. It is the agent of harmony of all of the, the internal beings thoughts and feelings, emotions, memories, that quality which enables integration of the whole, the many separate parts. This we can do. This is a quality of our own being which we possess. recognizing the, the way things are, working with the, the mind and body, it's always helpful just to really make a clear, conscious appraisal. The beginning of a day, beginning of each sitting or walking period, how does the body feel? What is the mood like right now? Taking time to 
to feel the presence of the body sweeping through it slowly from the, the crown of the head down to the soles of the feet, to the tips of our toes, our fingers. Slowly sweeping through the body. Feeling it, knowing it. Bringing a quality of, of benevolence, well-wishing towards our own body. Whether we like it or dislike it, whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable, it will be benefited. All things will be benefited by our good wishes, our good will. So to take a few minutes, the beginning of the day, the beginning of each sitting, slowly sweep through the body, noticing where tension has asserted itself, how easily, how quickly our eyes wrinkle The lips tighten, the jaw stiffens, we hunch our shoulders as if our arms were going to drop off if we didn't hold them there. Letting the spine be the, the axis of our world our physical world, arousing energy, alertness so the spine is straight, and consciously, deliberately, letting the whole body relax around it, feeling what tension there might be there, bringing the mind to rest at that point, consciously letting it soften. In our face, our neck and shoulders. Letting the chest be more open. Letting the stomach soften. Oftentimes our residual anxiety Habitual anxiety in life is, is centered around a, a tenseness, rigidity in the muscles of our abdomen, the stomach, the solar plexus. It's like we don't have to hold our arms on, we don't have to to hold our guts in. We can let the stomach soften, swell, spread forwards. Losing its habitual tension. If this area of the body is tight, tense, then no matter how much we try to work with the mind, we'll continually create anxiety. and recreate it and recreate it. Even when there's nothing to worry about, if the body is in a state which encourages anxiety, the mind will just find another, ob find another object to pick up and worry about. 
That's the way the mind is. You're consciously letting your stomach soften, let it spread. And you'll notice, just in that gesture of softening, a veil lifts, a cloud within the heart dissipates. Suddenly that feeling of anxiety is no longer there. It evaporates. You can't sustain a good worry if your, your belly isn't tight. Can't be done. You just can't get so concerned, so agitated. A wave of warm, benevolent light flowing through the body as we establish the sitting posture softening the, loosening the tendons in the hip joints, letting the legs drop, feeling the pressure on the knees diminishing as we do that. We're spending these few minutes wishing our body well, allowing it to relax, Finding that balance between energy, alertness, as embodied in the, the straightness of the back, and calm, ease, manifested by the, the softness of the body around that. It's like the in-breath and the out-breath in some ways seem opposed, but are actually two complementary and necessary aspects of the same system, so too. The pure heart, the pure mind, is intrinsically perfectly awake, energetic, and perfectly calm, relaxed. These two are complementary aspects of the same reality, not opposing forces. So we can be completely energetic, alert, yet completely relaxed, at ease also. Each in-breath, vitalizing, energizing the body. Each out-breath, a letting go, a relaxation.
Now when we're training the body, developing the posture in this way, we don't arrange it, sculpt it, just by acts of will. You notice your back is straight then. There's different ways that we can work with it. You can feel, oh my posture's lousy, I'm just sitting here slumped, quick straighten up. And stiffen our back, just out of a a kind of egoic reaction, self-centered reaction. Fear of getting it wrong. Self-criticism. But this is the wrong way to approach it. This is the power of awareness itself, attention, loving attention, will bring about those changes for the better. If you notice that your back is slumped, or that there's tension someplace in your body, just letting the mind rest at that point. Feeling the presence of the back. And just by holding that sensation in awareness, then of its own accord, you find the body straightens up. takes a second or two to respond, but sure enough, we can feel the body responding on its own. We don't have to do anything with the presence of awareness, wisdom. Nature falls into balance. Similarly, when you, you notice tightness in your face or your stomach, We don't have to just stretch the muscles or relax the muscles by an act of will. Just by being fully conscious of the tension that's being created, if the heart is fully open to that, we can't sustain that tension. The heart cannot condone it. And then we find, uh, just by holding it gently, the tension dissipates, the stomach softens, spreads. It's a natural response to the presence of loving awareness. You don't have to do anything. Life does itself. It's like the breath. In the Soto Zen tradition, they say, when the presence of the when the Buddha mind is present, then the, the body adapts the attitude of a Buddha. This is what it means. When that quality of pure loving awareness is present, then the body moves, inclines towards a, a posture of, of balance of ease, of energy, the posture of the Buddha, perfectly awake, perfectly calm, perfectly balanced.
it always helps to be very clear and resolute in establishing this quality of harmony between energy and relaxation with the body before we pick up the training of the mental world, the world of thought and feeling, memory, perception. It's worth the effort. And when the body is established, the posture is firm, then we can draw the attention more directly to the breathing. Just as the spine is the axis of our physical world, then we simply make the feeling of the breath, the experience of the breath, the axis of our mental world. Just for this time, deliberately laying everything else aside. There is always something to be concerned about. The mind can always find things to think about. That's its job. That's how it is, how it's supposed to be. But we set the intention just for this period of time, to let the breath be that which is most important to us. Right now, there's nothing else in the world that we need to concern ourselves with. Just to make this the priority, placing the breath at the center of our attention and giving our heart to that, surrendering to that. And just as with the body, when you notice that you've, you've become sleepy and the body is nodding, slumping, and then without, trying, without reacting against it immediately, just by holding it in that imbalanced state, being clearly conscious of it in that imbalanced state, then we relax or straighten. So too, when the mind drifts and wanders, starts chattering about this and that, and we get caught up in the conversations, in exactly the same way, don't let yourself just react against it, getting annoyed, oh, I can't concentrate, this is hopeless. Those are just the compulsive, self-based reactions that that are triggered. They have no meaning, no value. Instead, as the mind gets caught up and carried away, when you see what the mind has chased after, just hold that within your heart for a few moments. Or a memory of the past, a plan for the future, a judgment about ourselves or the people around us. Just feel that contracted, clamped, 
limited quality that comes with the mind obsessing, grasping, taking hold, clinging. Feel it. What does clinging feel like? What does distracted thought feel like? Then as we make that really conscious, holding it in the heart of loving awareness, once again we can't sustain that distraction. Our heart knows, this is uncomfortable, this is cramped, this is isolated, this is not real, this is just a thought a memory, an idea, a judgment. And as we, we fully acknowledge that, that grasping, that lostness, just as the body then straightens, relaxes, the same is true of the mind. The heart lets go, because it's too painful, abrasive, to keep clinging, so the grip loosens. Releasing that which the mind has clung onto, like releasing a, a fish caught in a net, releasing a bird trapped in a cage. We carefully unravel it, release it. If we use force or anger, or if we're anxious, too anxious to help, then we end up hurting the fish or the bird. If we're gentle, careful, attentive, then it can move safely away, off to its own destination. Similarly with the world of thought and feeling and memory. Feel that entanglement, that entrapment. And in the recognition of that, the heart opens. The heart lets go, releases it. It fades away and disappears. And just as we can clearly conscious, be clearly conscious of what it feels like to cling, and also as the heart lets go, surrenders, releases. Notice the contrast that we experience when we do that. The mind in the grasping state the mind free from grasping. Be clearly conscious of the contrast between the two. In the former there is isolation, limitation, self and time, location, in the latter, when the heart lets go, when we let a thought, a feeling, a memory go its own way, 
And there's spaciousness, timelessness, selflessness. There's knowing. But no person who is the knower. No place where this is happening. And the knowing is always here, now. Happening within this consciousness. So at that moment of release, when the heart lets go, notice how good that feels. Even if it's just for half a second before the next object comes along and the, the heart sticks onto it. Like a, a burr catching on our clothing. As the heart lets go, notice how good that feels. Even if it's just half a second, let yourself be clearly conscious of that relief, that reality, the beauty of waking up, coming out of the dream. Even if we quite like the dream, even if it's a really good fantasy, even something noble and pure, if we're stuck in it mindlessly, it's a state of dukkha, imperfection, incompleteness. And in that letting go, suddenly there's wholeness, there's nothing missing, there's nothing wrong with life. It's not as though all our illnesses are cured, or the pains of the body all fade away, all our bills get paid, our relationships get worked out. That's not what we mean by perfection. Perfection is knowing that all is in order. Knowing that intrinsic in life there are ups, there are downs, there are gains, there are losses. There's pleasure, there's pain. The heart no longer complains about painful experience. No longer wants to own pleasant experience. This complete equanimity. Everything is okay. And just, even if we notice this for just a few seconds in the course of a day, let yourself be clearly conscious that this is the background, this is the mind ground. This is the context for all experience, that peaceful, spacious, knowing, all-loving quality of being, free of time, free of place, free of identity. This is the backdrop to measure every experience against. 
And notice that no matter how many times you get distracted and pulled away, whenever we sincerely let go, that spacious, beautiful, delightful quality of being is right there. Right there at the center of our heart every time. So peace is not something we have to create. Beauty is not something that we have to to conjure up. It's more a matter of revealing it, discovering what's already there, not creating something new, acquiring peace, acquiring inner beauty. It's been there all along. It is there now. If we open to it, that's all. with physical pain, pain in our back or our legs during sitting meditation. It's the most natural thing in the world to tense up against it. Pain is what we don't like. Pain is what we generate reasonable hatred for, fear of. So we want to get rid of it. We attack it, we fear it. Justifiable homicide. Wipe it out. If only there wasn't this pain in my knee, then I could really practice. Such thoughts are are completely deluded. Because if that's what's here in my body right now, that's what I can learn from. That's what can be the ground of liberation. So when you feel pain, when discomfort arises, don't look at that as something that's interrupting your meditation. But it is your meditation. So in the same way as I've been describing, Bring your attention to that place in your knee or your back. Notice, be clearly conscious of the degree of tension that's being created, the resistance, fear, rejection. Pain is designed to be unpleasant. It's a protection in nature. It has to be that way. It's there to keep us away from danger. That's all. There's a huge gulf between when there's an ache in your knee at one end of the spectrum and you're actually ripping cartilages at the other. 
there's a huge, huge gap, expanse there. So when we meet with pain, noticing that tendency to resist and tense up against it, let your mind, your attention, go right to that spot in the body where the pain is lodged, in your knee, and your shoulders, your ankles, your back, wherever it might be. Consciously letting the attention rest there. Then let yourself relax. You can use the out-breath to help support that quality of relaxation. As we breathe out, relaxing that joint, relaxing the back, softening the resistance to it. Also just reflecting, this is the feeling of pain. I don't like pain. I don't want pain. Voicing the, the concerns and doubts that arise within us. Making it clear what we're assuming. Pain is bad. Don't want. These are natural enough reactions, but they won't liberate. So as we experience pain, just let yourself soften into it. Just holding it. Allowing the, the feeling to be at rest within the loving awareness of our own heart. Again, see what difference it makes as we generate that relaxation. What happens to the pain? A huge proportion of it is simply generated by the muscular tension of our resistance to it. As we soften the tension, remind ourselves, I can live with this, another minute, 30 seconds, five minutes. I can bear this. And notice the contrast, how much of the actual pain disappears, but even if some remains, our attitude towards it is not divisive, reactive. There's just a painful feeling in the, happening in consciousness. No big deal. when there's pain over an extended period, then obviously it's quite all right to change the posture, to move. But wait until the action of moving is based upon kindness towards the body. It's an act of kindness to the body, not an act of aversion towards pain. 
If we act on aversion, wanting to get rid of it, hating it, fearing it, when we move, sure enough the pain will go away, but we also generate the causes of fear for it to arise in the future. And as it does arise, then the heart panics again. If we wholeheartedly accept it instead, if we move out of an act of kindness towards the body, this creates the causes for happiness. We're acting on wholesome causes, not unwholesome. So we move, the body feels at ease. If pain arises again, then we know this doesn't need to interrupt our peace of mind. We can be at peace with this. This doesn't interrupt the meditation. Life is the meditation. That experience, whatever it holds, Pain comes and goes. We don't need to choose it or relish it, seek it. But if we can't be at peace with it, we'll end up being reborn endlessly, daily, hourly, minute by minute. Going through the cycles of hope and fear, clinging and birth and death, around and around and around. 